Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Behind the Bounce podcast, episode 20 today. Uh, twenty, I'd say 20.2, Coops, wouldn't you? Uh, we recorded episode 20 on Monday. Yeah. Coops shit the bed with the recording. Mm, correct. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't want to speak that. about it, Dixie. Um, yeah, look, I cooked the recording. Apologies. We're going to have a special episode out for you all, but I um, I did stuff up. Um, I did ask Dixie not to mention it, but he does. So here we are. <laughs> Yeah, no, so it was supposed to be a Big Bash episode and we, we just, we actually spent, what, 40 minutes or so just talking about the, the Big Bash season that um, that was and and um, Coops' <laughs> Apple Watch is going off there, <laughs> the joys of running a shit podcast. Um, no, nah, so Coops, we, we spoke about the Big Bash for a while, went quite well, like it would have been cool to get out just because yeah. the season just finished and all that sort of stuff, but... It is what it is. Mm. Um, It was the Simon Black tribute episode, but I feel like we should probably attribute this episode, although he doesn't wear the number 20, to our man Dyson Daniels, who's killing it in the NBA uh, NBA League at the moment. Um, For those that um, don't know what it is, it's um, it's like this rising star league where they just chuck everybody that's on the sort of the cusp of getting into the big time. They chuck um, them into a league. It's sort of a little bit AFL-X-y. And um, yeah, he won the, or he's been nominated for the Rising Star. Um, so he's obviously from our hometown in Bendigo, and he's looking like he's uh, doing some pretty good things, Coops. Yeah, no, I think last time I spoke to one of his his coaches, he was in talks with. There was like five or so NBA clubs that he rattled off. Can't remember them, but he was in contract talks with a few of them. So hope it all goes well. Yeah, it's looking good so far. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, like I mean, not not one to to blow my own. Uh, horn at all coops you know me but uh i did end up getting dice and daniels holding the ball uh when we were both playing under 14s i was playing for huntley he was playing for strathdale maristians and uh i got him holding the ball uh that's my claim to fame i did put the resulting kick out of bounds on the full but yep. um mm-hmm. <laughs> i still that. got him i pinged him um, <laughs> so look i mean he can do whatever he wants in the nba he can make millions and millions of dollars but I'm going to hold on to that one for the rest of my life. Send in your sporting stories. If you've got anything like that, send that in to either of our Instagrams. I'm at Jackie Dilks. Coops is at c.govett. Um, let, let us know. But look, we've got a, got <laughs> a big a episode. We've, um, we've got a couple of... Um, obviously, we're a couple of weeks behind. We missed last week just due to some everything errors. Um Oh, I think there was, yeah, COVID would be the main one. We had COVID rip through work and um, we really struggled to sort of just, I don't know, stay sane in that mm. week. So we, mm. we took a little bit of a break, yeah, um, right. which is understandable. Um, and then Coops has had a bit of a scare this week. But he's back better than ever. And um, he'll, he'll, be, um, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be fit and firing. He's back at work today. And, um, yeah, so that's why we missed, missed last week. But... I think we'll jump straight into um, probably round four of the AFL. We've just sort of finished yep. that, finished last night, which was good. Um, we had the pie, uh, the Pies go down to the Dockers um, by 31 points last Thursday, uh, 38 to 7. That game was played in Victoria. Phew. We then had the Giants uh, Giants get over the, the Doggies in a really good win. Um, for them, the dogs are looking a bit shaky at the moment. Um, and it's always, as we say a bunch of times, it's always um, interesting to see how they go uh, just because they're one of the original sort of two and if not failing that, the original four or five or six yeah. teams in the competition. Uh, the Saints and the Eagles was postponed due to COVID protocols on the Eagles side. 
Um, the Crows got over the Demons in a really good game. Um, probably the best attacking team in the Crows played the best uh, defending team in the Demons. So it was really interesting to see their sort of styles match up in that game. Uh, had the Lions get over the Cats in a really tight one. Uh, and then in the final couple of games of the round, we had the uh, Kangaroos get over the Blues by um, six goals. Oh, yeah, five goals. Good maths, Jack. Um, the Suns continue their good form, five-point winners over Richmond. And then last night, we had the game between... Oh, Tuesday night, rather, sorry. Uh, the game between the uh, Dockers and the Bulldogs. That was a rescheduled game. I was so going to say, like, that says... It says round 10. I no idea why it says round 10. Yeah, so that was a rescheduled game, so it was due to be played. Yeah, okay. Um, in the rescheduled week, so obviously oh, right. all of the all of the games that you'll see, um, that are rescheduled will say round ten, just on the Google that is. Mm. Um, but they'll just be chucked in wherever. Like obviously, um, this week, if you look, um, if you look on week five of nine, it's got the the cats and the eagles played, but then next to it's got the saints and the cats being played. So that one obviously got postponed. Um, the Giants game. Uh, I know the Eagles game got postponed, so the Saints are playing the, the Giants now. It's a really weird thing. Um, yeah, that's yeah, weird. Really, mm. It is really weird. But we're down to two undefeated teams now. The Dockers are flying. They're kicking goals left, right and centre, playing really, 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 really well, uh, doing it away from home as well. So I would genuinely say that they're my premiership favourites at this point. Five from five. They haven't yeah. played any games over mm. in the West. They've been living their best hub life. They're doing really well. And then the Crows have only played four, but um, they're well, uh, Yeah, well. the Crows were um, in the losing grand, like lost the grand final. And like Brisbane, who won, are just, just inside finals. So it's interesting to see. It's good to see different teams up there. I think it'd be yeah. pretty boring, if similar to Richmond, um, when someone wins 50 times in a row. <laughs> yeah. I, I it's good to see. I would agree with you there, Coops. I do find it really ironic that the um, Tigers are sitting ninth to anybody that follows the AFL, they would know that there's a massive meme going around that Richmond always finished ninth. So they're sitting there at the moment, one and three. But um, yeah, it's it's shaping up to be a really good competition. Like we're halfway through. Can you believe like that? Like that's incredible that we're halfway through. And, Isn't it? Um, oh, approaching the halfway point, I should say. Obviously, rescheduled games will make that make that a little bit. That'll be sort of the great equaliser in all of this. Um, obviously, we'll see that with, with different competitions. We saw it with the Big Bash. We'll see it with the A-League as well. Um, that'll be the great equaliser in the next few weeks. But it's um, it's looking really good. Um, ACL injuries um, tend to rip through the competition again. I think we've had six ACLs this year already. Um, I think you could, probably, you could probably put that down. I mean, obviously, without being sexist or whatever, um, there is a big thing that the female body just isn't, um, condition the same, like it, it tends to go a little bit easier than, than what the, the male body does. That's yeah. not me being a, an asshole, but that's just a yeah. study that, that if the, you know, the female, um, body is more likely to do an ACL than what the male is. Um, uh, but also they're playing in 35 degree heat and the grounds are as hard as rock. Yeah. Um, so any, any wrong movement. Of, yeah. Oh, Could especially when the, when the body's fatigued as well, plus yeah. they're training in it as well. Like even, um, I remember when I was driving to watch the Matildas game mm. um, back at, at, at uh, back at Zim's, we drove past the... Shout out um, to Zim. Shout out to Zim. Uh, we drove past the Footscray Oval, we drove past the Holden Centre, and Ooh. we drove past... Um, oh, I was another ground. I think it might have been Gosh's Paddock, um, where the D... And they were all training. There were three teams training, 
and it was still I reckon thirty two or thirty three. Yeah, and like that was at seven thirty at night. Like it's it doesn't get any easier for them. No, um, you know, plus Train all as that. Train as late so, as you want, still hot as. Yeah, mm. agreed. It'd be nice at the moment. We've had a bit of twenty one, yeah, but. Um, yeah, Coops, it's, it's it's shaping up to be a good season. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it'll um, be good. I am too. Yeah, um, I, I think it'll be good. It's a nice little precursor to the AFL. Um, I hope that we get to the point where they're being played at the same time as we spoke about on Monday. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be a little bit away, I think. Uh, next on the agenda, Coops, and I'll I don't have an agenda. You've real left me in the dark here. <laughs> I do, Cooper. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'm just running off of our agenda from. From last week, I've just turned my phone off. That's just gone well for all of yeah, Well, I had to mute notifications because I kept getting notifications, so I hope none of you guys can hear those. Cause... No, I, I can't, Coops. It's, it's fine. Um, mm. I'll throw to you first just because it's it's within your team itself. Mason Cox wants to wear glasses okay. uh, in the upcoming season. What mm-hmm. do you make of that? Um, well, actually, Dilks, funny you say that um, about Mason Cox because I actually met him. So, yeah. Um, Did you? Yeah, correct. I met him. Uh, it was shit. Anyway, I got photo proof to prove it for those who don't believe me. But I met him um, when he was on the sideline, actually, with his eye, and he was not in a good way. Nah. Mm. So we asked him how his eye was, and he said it's fucking shit, man. Um, <laughs> so those were his words, uh, and I quote those exact and I quote. words. Um, yeah, he said it was it was shit. So I I, I reckon like he's had what. Six surgeries or something. Yeah. I I reckon just just let him do it. Yeah, I I like I'm mm. I'm with you in terms of the fact that he needs them. Mm. Like obviously he's had issues with them before. It's not just like he's a blind prick like I am and has to wear them. Um, like he's obviously got issues that you know, yeah, uh, take away his sight and all that yeah. sort of stuff. My only issue is the fact of the position that he plays. He's a seven-foot key forward when he is at full strength. Nobody can touch him. So people are going to be chopping his arms and mm. all that sort of stuff. And even like if he fills into the ruck too. Like that's a yeah. an awkward spot to wear specs. Yeah, and, and not not so much in the centre, um, but more of in a, in a stoppage sort of situation where you're yeah. jostling for position and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It can be a little bit dangerous. Um, there's yeah. surely got to be another sort of... Re, like. They'd have oh, to be not like normal difficult. glasses. They have to be moulded to his face almost. Yeah, like goggles potentially. Um, yeah, like, well, there's some Opal people mirrors. that wear them in the in the uh, the Opal mirrors. Uh, that's a rebel sort of in joke. Uh, it's not even. It's a speedo product. But um, yeah, like I know in the NBA they can wear the glasses and then they wear those goggles. They look a bit idiotic. But mm. if it's gonna be the the reason between him playing and him not playing, you'd want him playing. So yeah. I, I I do agree with you. I'm sure he'll look a little bit like an idiot. I'm sure there's going to be more to come out of that story. Yeah, the main um, pages will be going ballistic. As we, as we go on. Yeah, agreed. Um, Coops, there's been a couple of rule changes as well. Hello. Um, the holding the ball rule. Oh, yes. They're a couple, a couple of weeks old. Holding yep. the ball rule being the main one. Um, yep. They're not allowing 360 or 720 pirouettes now. Um, so for those who are unsure what that means, it's not when a player's been taken to ground, but if you were to you know, sort of get the ball... And if I was to tackle you and sort of wheel you around full circle in a 360 or sometimes even a 720, if you haven't disposed of the ball by the time you've done a full rotation, it's now holding the ball. Uh, Coops, do you think that that's a welcome addition to the game? Um, yeah, I, I think it. I think it'd be good. Uh, all we could do is try it. Really, I saw. I think I saw like on Instagram that there was. Um, 
like a rule change to holding ball, which I th- they're not going to be as lenient and let you get away with uh, what they would have. Um, so yep. I think that's good. Like, there's a few... It'll be a game changer, I think. Like, there's a few times where that one call could have gone either way for either team sort of thing. Um, yep. But I still think there's going to be, like, um, one-eyed people. But, yeah, no, I think it'll be good a good change to start, and you can only see how it goes. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It's going to be really difficult to monitor that one especially. Yeah. Just I've got because, that many rules. Correct, but it's just because that's one of those rules, in my opinion, where it's going to stop the flow of the game. Like, yeah. a lot of these rules, like especially the stand rule, was brought in to speed the game up. So, yeah. you know, if you take a, a mark or get a free kick, uh, opposition has to stand exactly where they are, can't move off the mark. It gives you the opposite, uh, the opportunity just to arc around and run. Yeah. Correct. Whereas this one's going to slow the game down because I reckon nine times out of ten, that player is going to get the handball, going to get the kick off, mm. and then it's going to be brought back, and it's going to slow the game down. Alternatively, it could also speed the game up. No, actually, it's not going to work because obviously you're going to handball it to your um, your teammate, aren't you? So yeah, it is going to come back. Um, yeah, that could be really interesting uh, for mine. The other one is that there was a rule change to um, time delay, and that. Um, you can't really slow the game down anymore. So if you were to take a mark, dying stages of a quarter or a game or whatever, instead of being whistled to move, move it on, on and then play on, it's just play on. So they're okay. just trying to speed it up by a couple of seconds. And is that in only in the dying stages or is that all round? All round. Okay. Uh, I think I think it does take a little bit. I'm going to miss that. You always hear <laughs> move it on. Play on, yeah. I think it does take a little bit of sting out of the game. Like there's probably nothing better than... I don't know, umpires having a feel for the game and knowing that there's probably, you know, obviously they don't know how long's left. But yeah. when you, you look up at the, the count-up clock at the G and see that it's 32-25 in the last quarter, you know, there has to be a little bit of, okay, the game's about to wrap up, everybody's buggered, blah, blah, blah. Let's just, you know, there's got to mm. be a little bit of a feel for the game. You're winning um, by 50 exactly. points, who cares? But I understand yeah. the close margin, yeah. No, that, I understand that. Um, and you see that there's a little bit more urgency in those games anyway. Like, if it's yeah. close, they're asking them to move it on play. They're going end-to-end, yeah. Straight away. Yeah, um, coast-to-coast. So, yeah, it's the same with the with the deliberate um, the deliberate out-of-bounds. Like, you've got to know that when a player's being tackled and they've, um, you know, they've kicked it and it sort of bounces Slip at the right angles and, and then goes out-of-bounds. Like, you can tell when somebody's deliberately tried to get it out of bounds and when somebody hasn't. I just feel like the umpires lose a little bit of the lack of... I think the crowd has uh, influenced on that a lot. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. And the crowd goes, the arm's going. <laughs> yeah. Deliberate. Yeah. They almost have to pay it. And yeah, yeah correct. And if you don't pay it. Yeah. And um, you just know when they're going to pay it. You hear the crowd scream and you're like, oh, no, that's deliberate. Moving on. Yeah. And, and that and the fact that I reckon I yell at the TV. Like, I used to be an umpire. I was sort of umpiring just when the deliberate rule started to become... Obviously, it's always been a thing, but when they really started to enforce it was when I was umpiring. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, geez, it was tough. I remember there was an, a deliberate paid in the under-18s, and I thought, shit, that's harsh. <laughs> like he Because you did boundary, so you wouldn't really have a, a say in it, but you can, you can sort of say, like, oh, that's probably not a thing. Yeah, well, I remember, and I'm not sure what they do now, but we used to study tape all the time. Like, that was one of the things. It was mainly just, like, go home and watch 
um, a game of AFL, really focus on the umpires there and then watch a, a game of Bendigo Football Netball League. Yeah. Focus on the umpires there, what they're doing, um, even if you're a boundary or a goal. And then we'd also like do tape on a Tuesday. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was really interesting just to see how they actually really wanted us to connect with the feel of the game. Like if you know that it's di- dying stages and somebody's hacked it on the boot, don't pay it because it's stupid. If it's close, maybe just to get it going back the other way, you know, you've got to, got to be fair, but you just had to know the feel of the game. So that's something I'd like to be um, introduced uh, a little bit more, maybe um, a little bit more feel for the game, but it's all subjective. Maybe that umpire thinks that it should be paid. Maybe we get an umpire on the podcast, Dixie. Yeah, I, I'd like that. Um, I could get, yeah, um, maybe Dino Goodridge. I don't think you'd know who that is, but... Oh, mate, I'm, I'm talking Ray Chamberlain type. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking local. Coops was thinking uh, national. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. No, we could. We could. I you could can always. Um, they're always there. They don't get much love, the umpires. No, they don't. They really deserve it. We're um, getting a sign, footy. <laughs> Cassidy took it. We love you, Cassidy, if ever you're watching or listening. Um, Coops, I was on the way to Melbourne on Monday night. Car play mm-hmm. yep. itself. What, sorry? The, the car play shit itself. Oh. Um, so I was stuck listening to The Rush Hour with uh, JB and Billy. They say what they want and get away with it. What do you got for me? They had your mate Bucks on. Oh, just after um, the jungle come third correct. type. Didn't realise that was actually filmed in August, but here we are. Yeah, because uh, he was tweeting about it, so as he's fine <laughs> in the jungle type. Yeah, <laughs> JB and Billy, what do you got? Um, they were talking to him about, uh, like they obviously are quite open. They obviously know the AFL landscape, especially in the media, yeah. um, pretty much twofold. And they know every decision that's made before it's, it's made. They were talking about how uh, Bucks was offered the North job. Oh, I did see something like that. Yeah. And he turned it down, Coops. Good on him. <laughs> and his reasoning was because he was so in love with the Collingwood Football Club that, yeah. he, that he turned it down. And I respect that. Yeah, that's uh, great for him. I fully respect that. But what they did talk about after that was they asked him whether he was going to come back and coach, and he said he was. So that is exciting for all involved. Bucks is going to return to the game, uh, which is awesome. I really like that. And I'm not sure if we spoke about it. Did we speak about it a couple of weeks ago when we said that we loved old players being in the game? Yes, we did, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I think we said Buckley because he went from playing to coaching. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, oh, I good. think it's going to be going to be awesome when he comes back because he's going to come back because he wants to. Yeah, and uh, I think that that's sort of when we'll see the best of Bucks. And but um, like, where where would he go? Like, obviously North. You've just hired up David Noble. You wouldn't just give him <laughs> straight away, would you? No. So he was offered the North job before he got sacked from the Pies. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he was offered at the end of last year before Noble took over full time. Like, um, if Nathan Barkley knocks on the door, you're going to say yes, wouldn't you? I think so. I think that. I think it would be probably a or Gold Coast. Obviously, Stewie Jew will be sacked at the end of this year, you'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, couldn't imagine that Leon Cameron's got too much time left either. Yeah. Uh, same with Chris Scott at Geelong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brett Ratton has probably got two or three years left, depending on performance. Yeah. Um, and probably Johnny Longmire is in a similar boat yeah. Yeah. as well. So there are a few clubs, especially like you've got to think two years down the track. Um, I think probably... Cameron, like Leon Cameron and Stewie Jew probably will have been been and gone by then. I think Brett Ratton will unfortunately probably be on the way out just because of the industry nowadays. And um, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't mind him at St Kilda. I think he'd be good. 
Um, oh, Bucks, yeah. Yeah, I like his feel for the game, and I like his style as well. Yeah. It just seems to be really open. Like, he just seems to really, I don't know, his, his players want to play for him. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't uh, last year, as you know, Coops, but I don't think that was his fault. Yeah. Nah, I think it'll be good to see him come back. And he's not coming back, you know, because he's forced to. He wants to, as you said. So, I think it'll be good. Good to see. Yeah, and uh, Coop, something else that was uh, that was brought up um, uh, to do with COVID mm. was the fact that they reckon they're going to dip into the state leagues to top up players this year. So, right as we saw in the Big Bash, whenever yeah. a club got rip, uh, like rifled with COVID, yeah, uh, the Stars were probably the oh they were the only one I really saw because I support them, uh, and it was probably the the most. Like yeah, every other club had one or two. Yeah, they had, I think, eight at one time. Mm. Um, they brought in a bunch of players from in and around the league. They brought them in from Sandringham, Carl, Essendon, blah, blah, blah. AFL are going to do something similar. So they're going to um, pull players in from the state leagues. Um, VFL or below, I've heard. Well, that's good. Uh, well, VFL equivalent or below, which I think is really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's going to provide a really good opportunity for... Um, BFNL players, yep, to step up to VFL, which is awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. And then, yeah, all of those players sort of get signed on short-term contracts. But yep. I think it has a flow-on effect down because obviously people from the BFNL, and uh, this is only an example. If you're listening from Ballarat or wherever, you'd still be the BFNL because you're the Ballarat Football uh, Netball League. But um, they're not going to be able to bring players up. They obviously can't then dip into their 18s or whatever. That's too young. Um, and then also what happens when the season is done because obviously they're not going to be um, stuck on the contract. So they're going to be thrown back out. Has potential to backfire later on. But um, that and the mid-season draft, I don't understand what would happen then because I feel like if this COVID thing is going to happen, it's going to happen pretty much straight away. Yeah. Um, or if you're I reckon, yeah, I reckon it'll be after the first month yeah. when teams have started to travel and yeah. uh, you're starting to get people come from everywhere to go to games. I you think just it, hope that they get get it right and get going, have everyone in the one spot, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Even I, though I'd it sucks, you'd, you'd probably have everyone in the right spot so that it doesn't go south. Because it's only them that's losing the money, it's not us. <laughs> yeah, ag- agreed. I feel like most of it, would probably That's come if from it was to go south, they will lose money. Um, True. Yeah. <laughs> if it goes to Tasmania, they're going to lose a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I think that it mainly comes from airports. Not that I've had COVID or whatever, but I don't know. They just seem like they're rife with it. You're just sitting there for ages. Yeah. People park everything in airports. They need charter flights, which is then cash. Cash money. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's an yeah. interesting one. Um, but look, I think that it'll be really good. I think it'll provide people with opportunities. It'll get the people that, like your Hamish Hartlets, for example, um, got delisted by Port and then was like, shit, I probably still probably could play, but I might step down. Like, nobody really wanted him. Um, but yeah. it'll be a good opportunity for people like that and people, you know, that have been delisted that still think they deserve a chance. Yeah, well, I did. Someone else, someone um, joined, like, signed on the other day that had been delisted, didn't they? Yeah, um, I guess it depends where you where you look. Like um, the SSP, the supplementary something program, 
and it's yeah. just racked up where uh, if you did have a spare spot or two spots, you could get a couple of train-ons and then if you liked them, you could sign them. Yeah. Um, so I think we signed some prick from somewhere. Um, he'll be a good player, I'm sure. Good player. Um, but yeah, a couple of play, uh, a couple of teams have done that as well. Yeah, I think the Eagles did it. North did it. Um, but yeah, it depends where where you're looking um, on that one. But yeah, I think that it'll be good for the competition. It'll give people an opportunity. Um, yeah, and obviously, but, you, you know, can... present yourself, and you might go further from there. Well, like look at what happens to look at what's happened with the mid-season draft since that's become a thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I could not imagine like just from a St Kilda perspective and you could hit it from a Collingwood perspective. Cooper Sharman, if he gets a good run at it this year, obviously we had a little bit of injury um, towards the end of the year. So he sort of stepped in and obviously um, management of players after a long season. But he come in and he smashed it. He kicked like nine goals in two games. Yeah. And was, was our best key forward. He was marking everything. Looked like mini Tony Lockett. Like <laughs> Keep him in the squad forever. Um, but no, I think that it, it, it's... You know, good. Hopefully, people can sort of take that opportunity when it arises. And um, I mean, you just have to sort of look at the uh, other leagues. Oh yeah, we Sharman. took Ash Johnson. Yeah, which has he hasn't played a game, okay. but apparently he's looking good at training. Um, and Aiden <laughs> Begg, which also haven't seen any of him. Haven't yeah. you? No, 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 they just haven't played. Oh no, good. Oh. Um, but no, like it, it does have potential. Like um, there there will be people that are diamonds in the rough, and they will come through. Yeah, and um, I think in AFL all you need is opportunity, but not like I've played a game, so I wouldn't know. Uh, Coop, speaking of playing a game, Darcy Moore, Collingwood captain, is going to happen? I reckon, it, I reckon it would. Um, I reckon he's a he's a good leader, like he's. But I just, I don't know. You, you don't really like. Do you see? You don't see a captain come from the back line, do you? Like, not. Oh, I think it's very it, like it's it's great, but it's it's odd, like. Just thinking now, like nearly every team I can think of, their captain is in the midfield. But I think it, like he always he leads the back line anyway, so it's not. But it's going to be very hard to be able to tell the forwards what to do from where he is. True. Um. So potentially a change of position. <laughs> I couldn't see him in the midfield though. No, no <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm there. Like who else would you give it to? Well, like, that's the thing. You you could go Taylor Adams. He'll probably be dirty over it. Um. And request a trade the next year, but pff, whatever. But no, he's he's young. Um, and I think he's got potential, so I, I would I would rate it. I can get around that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit conflicted on it, obviously, mm. just because I've seen what's happened with Jaron Geary. Yeah. Um, not from an injury standpoint, but from a leadership standpoint, I don't exactly like it for exactly the the points that you mentioned. Like I love Jaron Geary with um, most of my heart. Um, but that's just because he just puts his body on the line, like he's there. Every contest you need him to hit, he'll hit it. But I feel like he Bradbury the captain because Nick Rewalt left at a time where we were winning four and five games a year. Yeah. And Jaron was probably the only experienced player left on the list at the time. Yeah. So that wasn't too far gone like a Lenny Hayes. Um, so I think he sort of fell into it a little bit. And then obviously you saw as he started to settle into his role a little bit, he got less vocal and less vocal, and he can't really control a lot of the game from where he's happening. But if you need a massive hit or a massive clearance or whatever, yeah. Jack Steele is going to provide it. Yeah. My other issue with Darcy Moore specifically is that he was chopping and changing his position so much 
uh, last year, as he yeah. probably would have been pissed off with Coops. Yeah. He was bored one week, kicking you know a couple of goals, and then he was back the next week, and then he was dropped, and then he was back, and then he was, and then forward. He was forward, kicking eight <laughs> behinds and no goals. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the one. And then he, and then he was injured. Or no goals. Um, yeah, which was shit. We was really shit. needed him. <laughs> but I think it could work. I think that with Pendles there still, and you've yeah. still got steel side bottom, you've got Jeremy Howe, You've got enough leaders in and around that group. I think it could probably work for you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you've got leadership in the midfield. Like, what Like what does Darcy Moore bring that, that they don't type thing? Great call. Uh, like, it could be age, fair enough. Like, they've probably Great only call. got a couple of, couple more years in them. Um, but it, it could be, um, rather than being, like, um, a sole captain, he could be a co-captain type of thing. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a good call. Like Taylor Adams is, he's or those guys that you mentioned, um, they're gonna they're gonna help lead everyone as well. Like it's not gonna be just left up to him. No, I, there's I, so I many there. It's essentially just a title, really. Like that's no offense to anyone, but you know, there's there's nah. a lot of leaders there. And I think that's a really good um, thing to have, especially when you're down the bottom of the ladder, having depths of leadership. <laughs> Sorry, Coops. No worries. <laughs> just seen, I've just seen him. You couldn't see that at home, but he's just giving me the worst look I've received in in at least twenty five minutes. Um, it's what <laughs> when you well, Coops. No, that's oh, right. No, 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 that's right. You lost enough games to be considered a bottom four side. Correct. Uh, when you're in and around that bottom four to six. You need leaders, and a lot of clubs don't have them. You look at Gold Coast, they're a one-man band. You look at North, they're the same. I wouldn't even call Zeebel a captain uh, at this point in time. I didn't even know he was the captain. I thought it was still Cunnington. Um, you look at Adelaide, probably the same. They've got Sloan and Walker, but that's it. But I think Collingwood's in a good spot with that, knowing that they can build Darcy more up, and then uh, hopefully they're going to jump Pendles, up. And Pendles might be still there as well. He's got the experience, but he's he's... I think he's going backline now. I like that. Mm. I don't mind. At all. I think it's going to increase his longevity. I think if they were to push him through the midfield, he yeah. would genuinely retire in two. Yeah. I think you may have got a third, maybe a fourth out of him if you manage him and then bring him into the midfield when you need to, but play him yeah. at that running half back. Don't set him on a, on the half forward because he can't defend. He's a midfielder. Yeah. If you set him on that running half back and just give him a license, I think he'll be very good. Mm. Speaking of Ben Cunnington, it was good to see him back at training, popping in. Yeah. That was great from him. I yeah. like that. That's Love good to see. Stories. Yeah. Same with, with Doherty as well. Yeah. He, he comes back to training. Just says um, g'day to the boys. Oh, that's good. It's good to see. We love it. Mm. Feel good Fridays on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great to see. I'll rate it. Have you got anything else to add to the pod, Coops? Mate, I, I don't have an agenda. You've not <laughs> sent me the agenda. Oh, I've got nothing. I didn't have an agenda. I just sort of went with it. Yeah, um, right. I'll have a look. No, I don't think there's much else. I'll just browse Instagram. There'll be something popping up. Um, oh, no, nah, I reckon that's it. Bit of Port, oh, Port Melbourne FC. Was talking. We did have uh, one which was we both really, really, really liked the Pride Jumpers in the AFLW. Yeah. yeah. We thought that was awesome. And we think that those sort of rounds cool. and jumpers, they should be brought more often. Very good. Like, you've got, like, the men's door, but it's what? Sydney and St Kilda. Like, get, yes. get everyone around it, I reckon. They look sick. Yeah. More jumpers to buy, more money. Cash. No, if, <laughs> if there's a sick jumper on there. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good to get around it, yeah. Um, But no, I think that, like, if 
clubs can embrace not just the pride thing, but things that are important to the club. Yeah, I think it will be awesome because no other league in the world does it where they have a special thing like um, the NFL have a um, the um, NFL have the military round and they all wear the camouflage uh, jerseys as they call them they look sick they release all the profits and all that go to the military yeah it's but um, uh the AFL need to do more because they've got such a, you know, they're the only sport on this side of the, you know, the hemisphere that is like it. Like they're, they're such a standalone sport. Um, the Dockers did one really, really well last year. They brought out their Starry Night one. It was yeah. for a young lady. Starlight Foundation, yeah. Yes, um, that had passed away. Yeah. I brought out a, a jumper um, for her as a tribute. I think those jumpers it. are cool. They looked sick. Uh, all like, the profits to the Starlight Foundation. Yeah, um, they really cause as well. They look sick and they mean well too. Like it's it's for as you said for a good cause. Um, yeah, um, Saints and the Tigers do it with the MRV as well, the Maddie yeah. Rewalt Division. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks really awesome. But I'd yeah. love to see more clubs get involved. That and more rounds in something bring... too. Let's just get involved in anything. Yeah. You know, something that means as you said to the club. Just, I'm sure like you think of something. I actually think if we thought about more, there'd be enough. Like, I'm just sort of thinking now, and the um, the dogs and the Ds do the breast cancer. Um, they do the breast cancer round. But um, maybe even just more, uh, maybe more widespread. I yeah. think that if, if there was more to do the, the pride. The doggies do the kick for kids. They do. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, North do it as well. Yeah, North and Ds, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously more clubs are doing the Anzac one as well. Okay, yeah. maybe that was that was a good discussion, but I think I, I think, think we still... sort of spoke our way out of it. Well, there's still more potential. You'd, you'd think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, hmm. uh, but hopefully they just don't trivialise it. Whether it's a, a new jumper for every round because that gets a little bit yeah. hate going, um, especially yeah. if it's like a I don't know. This is our round ten jumper. and It's completely different. But um, yeah, yeah. I think that I think it was it was really good, and we got the merch in it at work. The some of the pride jumpers, obviously, just I think it was the main three. Um, I, I think we got the tigers, the cats, and the blues. But that no, it was cool. Big. They did look cool. They had the the training singlets, which were awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't get any of the jumpers, but it's mainly just because of, a production with COVID's been terrible. Uh, and B, they were pretty spur of the moment. Um, like they all sort of got released a week old, and um, that was pretty difficult. But um, hmm. yeah, I think they've all been auctioned, which is also cool. That was a good little topic, Coops. I think that that'll do it. Uh, hopefully, everybody's enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, the recording goes through, or else I might actually resign from the podcast. <laughs> um, hopefully, everybody's enjoying their, their week. Hopefully, everybody's staying safe. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight, Coops. Yeah, no, thanks, Dilks. All right. Thank no. you for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week.